Welcome back, Blazer fans, to episode number 27 of the Blazer Victory Podcast. And we have a loaded episode for you guys today. This is John Duncan, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Steve Irvine. And Steve, you know, we've got a lot to talk about on this episode, so it's probably going to be a long episode. So, you know, we've got National Signing Day on football to talk about. We've got some basketball, some Middle Tennessee recap and preview UTEP, and also a baseball schedule just dropped. Buddy, how are you doing? I'm good. Uh, everything's everything's good. Just uh, hanging in there. I know, know nobody knows this. Uh, they're listening to us now, but I, I'm uh, I'm the latest victim of uh, of COVID. I'm uh, I was I was told I was positive on uh, well, I don't know what today is, but two days ago, whenever that was, Monday, I guess. Um, so uh, uh, I'm, I'm all right. We're we're, we're moving on. Yes, and, you know, we're all definitely sending uh, positive vibes your way and your family's way um, to just, you know, I hope people out there realize that this thing's serious. I mean, this this really is a, uh, you know, a virus that can get you. And you just, and then, you know, you can take all the precautions, Steve. I know you were, you know, wearing your mask and everything, but it can still find a way to get you. But just everybody, please, you know, be safe out there and definitely, uh, send some positive uh, thoughts and vibes towards Steve um, and his family's way for sure. But, uh, you know, we'll go ahead and jump into things, Steve. You know, we'll go ahead and start off with National Signing Day. Um, and we'll go ahead and hit on um, all of the signees that we've had so far. I believe there was 14. But today um, there were four. Um, so the other um, were from the early signing period, of course. But we'll go ahead and just jump in. Um the first guys that, you know, UAB signed today was Jordan Palmer, a wide receiver at Alpharetta, Georgia. And, you know, he played ball at Chattahoochee High School, which I believe that's where um, I think they said in the, on the Skype or on the Zoom session today that that's where uh, Colin Lisa um, played it, too. So, yeah, yeah, that's where he's from. Yeah. So um, really cool. Uh, get. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and, and you know, I, I think, you know, we're going to jump in the other ones. But uh, I mean, I think him. And then Fred Ferrier, who you're getting ready to talk about. I mean, I think that was to me where the highlights uh, highlight today of you know getting a couple uh, you know really really good freshman receivers. But uh, I'm jumping ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so <laughs> you're good, man. You're good. I'm just I'm excited about it. So <laughs> try yes. to slow down. And this is you know definitely you know one of those one of those position groups that UAB really you know needed to replace. You know, of course we've got some talented guys already on the roster, but you know, losing Myron Mitchell and losing um, Austin Watkins for sure. I mean, to get these young guys in and um, just can't wait to get them on campus and get them going. But Jordan Palmer, you know, a three-star, um, he chose UAB over App State, Cincinnati, Buffalo, Georgia State, Troy, and, you know, Conference USA rival um, Western Kentucky. So a really good get for UAB, but especially, you know, for that wide receiving group. And we'll go ahead and jump into. The other guy, Fred Ferrier, um, another three-star um, recruit out of Franklin, Kentucky, um, chose UAB over, you know, Cincinnati again, Air Force, Navy, San Diego State, and some even some other schools too. So just a really good get um, for UAB. He comes in at, uh, I believe he's 6'1 or 6'2, um, so just, you know, really good wide receiver. Um, and he had – what were we saying uh, a couple of episodes or our last episode? Actually, um, I believe he had, what, 14 touchdowns as a senior, but he could have had more than that if uh, 
he didn't have some called back. So, I mean, just talented kid. Yeah, you know, and, and what I liked about him, too, was he was part of a team that uh, was, you know, a, a program that I, I guess had struggled in the past, and, and they ended up winning. Uh, I don't know if they won the state this year or they made it. I know they, at least they made the state championship game this year. So, you know, the kid's a winner. You know, he knows uh, knows how, how to win. He was a big part of that. And, you know, I just love that, you know, after the after the December period, one thing you looked at and, and – um, uh, you know, with with the loss of of Myron and um, and Austin, you know, you looked at that and you thought, wow, there's no receivers there. That's a big hole. Um, but that they didn't, you know, that they, they didn't touch in December, and you you kind of worry about that. And then right. in this period, we're able to um, to kind of do that. And honestly, nearly fell into Rock Taylor. I mean, Rock Taylor, you know, because Josh Hype uh, was a fool. Yes, um, you know, and that um, was a guy I wanted. I hate he chose Memphis over. Yeah, us, you know? yeah, which is fine. I mean, I you know, he had to go where you know where he felt he he wanted to be, and I you know I, I don't I don't blame him. I you know whatever, but but I mean I just um you know when when I saw you know UAB was one of three finals for him after Hypel pulled that bonehead. I mean, I just don't understand what Josh Hypo was thinking there. Me either. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't care if the kids, you know, on, on the fringe of making grades or whatever. I just don't think you do that um, personally. But, uh, but anyway, and when the, you know, that would have been, man, that would have been huge right there if you could have added him to this group. But, but even without adding him, I just think with Palmer and, and Ferrier, um, not only do you add two really good young receivers, but, but from what I can see on tape and, reading about them and, and, you know, that type of thing and talking to a couple of people. I mean, I think both those kids have a chance to come right in and be, you know, be big time contributors. I mean, you know, not, not ones that have to kind of ease into college football. And, you know, I think that's, um, that's huge. And when you, when you have a, a situation like you have a receiver right now for UAB and, you know, right. not, not, I mean, there's some good guys there and <clears throat> I think numbers are going to be okay, but, you know, have those guys come in and, you know, or you know, these two come in and, and have a chance to play, you know, right away. And that's that's pretty cool. Yes. Now, speaking of a guy who should be able to come in and contribute right away, offensive lineman Eli Ritchie for UAB from out of Greensboro, <laughs> Alabama, a three star recruit who played at, uh, down there at Southern Academy. Um, he actually chose UAB over a couple power five schools over Georgia Tech, Mississippi State and then FAU, Louisiana Tech, Southern Miss. I mean, I, I believe, you know, Coach Clark even said that this might be one of the most talented offensive linemen that, you know, that he signed for sure. And, you know, maybe even in, um, you know, UAB's history. So this guy, I mean, this guy is huge. He comes in at 6'5", 291, already coming in as a freshman. I mean, can you imagine just getting him in the weight room, feeding him, and just hey, – that's going to be a load of talent right there for, you know, for the offensive line who – as we just found out officially that, you know, the whole offensive line is coming back, but this guy can definitely come in and make an impact right away. Yeah. Yeah. And the good thing is, is, <coughs> excuse me, you know, he, he can, I think he can come in and make an impact, but he doesn't have, <coughs> excuse me, but he doesn't have to, <coughs> you know, right. and that's kind of cool that, um, you know, if he earns his way, if he earns a spot, that's great. But if he doesn't, you know, UAB's not in, in trouble. You know, um, I mean, he's a guy that <clears throat> I think he's got the size and strength and looks to have the ability that, uh, you know, be able to contribute uh, quickly. That, but, you know, at, at offensive line, that's, that's probably the hard, <clears throat> hardest position to come into college football. And It is. 
and you know be a, a you know a early contributor but um you know he's coming into a deep group that um if it takes him a year to learn and that's you know that's fine too you know and uh right but i do think that <clears throat> i do think he's a guy who has some versatility too which you know i know coach clark loves you know he loves those offensive linemen that they can they can play you know guard or tackle or center you know i mean that's that's huge for him because he's a big guy in in um in playing the five best you know and and if um if the five best happen to be for him have to be you know coming as tackles well two of them are going to be guards you know right. i mean that's just the way he is and um so i think he's a guy that can can end up uh, you know being a, a guard or, or or tackle and um I'm really excited, uh, you know, about, uh, you know, to see him. And, and I think this is a real huge, you know, pickup for him. Yes, I think so, too. Now, also on the offensive line, UAB added their last uh, signee of the day. Um, coming over from JUCO, from Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College, UAB adds Quincy McGee, 6'4", 345 pounds. Um, this guy, you know, is really talented as well. He picked UAB over in-state rival South Alabama and over Central Arkansas. So, you know, he was a three-star um, on 247. But, I mean, definitely another get, you know, and just add more depth for that offensive line, you know, like Steve just said. Um, we, we've got a great offensive line, but, hey, you need that depth um, on, on, on both sides of the ball, on the lines, offensive line and defensive line. And I think UAB did that by adding uh, Quincy McGee today. Yeah, and I really like this pickup. I, you know, he kind of reminds me a little bit of, uh, you know, maybe a Rashard Cook type guy, just a big kid. Um, you know, he's a little taller than Rashard Cook, but I think, you know, I think he'll be a guard. I think he played guard at Mississippi Gulf Coast. And, you know, this yeah. is a, a, a guy who was, you know, they, they were the national champion, undefeated national champions in his first year in 2019. And then this past year, in, you know, uh, you know, a, a shorter season, uh, you know, they were undefeated. I think they played five or six regular season games and then um, lost in the, in the state championship game, you know. The, um, so, you know, they had won, what, 17, 18, 19 games in a row before they lost that. So this guy knows, you know, has been part of a, real, a winning program. And, you know, he was a commitment to South Alabama originally uh, and then uh, decommitted after Steve Campbell uh, was fired. And, you know, Steve Campbell is a former coach at Mississippi Gulf Coast, and his son is uh, is the AD there. So, you know, I think that if um, honestly, if Steve Campbell wouldn't have been fired, he probably would would end up there. But you know, it's because of the ties with him. But um, you know, I think that it, it that was it's a, a it's huge. I mean, I think it's a really good gift for for UAB. He's a big physical, experienced guy. You know, and um, He's going to step in and add to, you know, certainly add to the depth next year and maybe even win a job. I mean, you know, just you never know. I mean, I, I think that um, UAB is pretty set on the left side, I think, with, uh, you know, with Colby Ragland and, and um, Kadeem Telford. I mean, you know, now that they've kind of established that. And I thought Matthew Trehorn was really, really good last year. But, I mean, this guy, you know, he can come in and challenge him, and you know, at, at that right guard spot maybe. And so uh, – We'll see. I mean, it's always good that you know more than more good guys the better. Yes, that competition makes everybody better for sure. Now, um, that was our February signees uh, for today. Um, we'll go ahead and you know mention our December signees, and that does bring UAB's total signees to fourteen total uh, for the signing day um, period. Um, yeah, and I think I think too we need to add real quick before we get to the December signees. You know, and Coach Clark even mentioned it during his. Uh, 
Zoom call today is uh, he's really excited about you know some walk-on groups that he got, uh, walk-on players he That's got right. that, you know today, and I you know don't know a lot of who those are. I know Caden Long is one of them. Um, you know who's uh, um, obviously so Ty, 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 Ty Long's younger brother. Yeah, and he'll he'll come in as a kicker. But I think there's um I think there's a good group of uh, of of guys that are going to be walking on um, too. That that you know, and I think part of that was um haven't was just this this transfer portal um world we're in right now with uh, not only the transfer portal but you know guys being able to come back for another year seniors being able to come back for another year kind of like uab you know uab signed for today but you know he mentioned 12 guys that are coming back so in a way it's like signing 16 at least for a year right but because of that i think it was created a uh a big um opportunity for for you know to for coaches to bring in some really really quality walk-ons and so we'll see as time goes on who those guys are but you know i think that that's something that um you know we don't know a lot of names right now but i think we will eventually and and i think that'll be huge yes and you know you never know too you know with walk-ons like if somebody ends up leaving girly or you know something then that walk-on could potentially earn a scholarship too so that's definitely um, something to watch for too but, you know, we'll go ahead and mention those December signees, too, that, you know, we got in the early signing period. Uh, a couple guys out of Northwestern High School in Miami, uh, Tim Burns and Antoine Massey, um, both really talented corners, uh, cornerbacks. Uh, I believe both were three stars. Uh, they, yeah, they were rated, uh, both rated three-star prospects um, in, on 247 sports. Um, so really good get for, you know, for UAB. You know, Coach Clark loves to recruit good corner corners. So, Great talent coming in there. Um, Brody Dalton, a tight end, um, 6'4", 225, a two-star um, by 247 Sports. Um, I believe, I think his school, I think they won a couple of state championships in a row. Where did he, was it five? They, they won, yeah, put? five. They, they won three straight, yeah. Um, oh, three straight. Ooh, yeah, they man. won three straight. Yeah, it's a great program. Incredible yes. program. And I know he had offers um, from UCF, uh, South Florida, uh, Jacksonville State, Charlotte. So another good get um, on tight end uh, for UAB. Um, maybe the quarterback in the future, uh, Dylan Marotra uh, out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, he was a three, he's a three-star, 247 sports, a really talented uh, dual-threat quarterback. Um, I'm excited to get him on campus. You know, I've seen a couple of his – he's 6'3", 188. I've seen a couple of his highlight videos, and I'm excited to get him on campus and see what um, the future holds for him at UAB. Yeah, I mean, and very athletic. You know, and one one little kind of tidbit that I noticed today, uh, and it could have just been, a, you know, misspeaking a little bit, but uh, when Coach Clark was talking about uh, the quarterback situation, and he talked a little bit about, you know, the tough year that Dylan Hopkins had with uh, – you know, just some issues, some health issues, you know, COVID issues and different things. Um, he he kind of mentioned that, you know, and talked about Tyler Johnston and, and Lucero and just kind of how he, how he feels secure with, with you know, that competition. Right. He talked he talked about Mahotra and, and – um, but he, he, he said um, it'll be interesting when we, you know, we've got some guys coming in that can join that talking about Mahotra. And he said, guys, plural. <laughs> so, oh, that, you know, that, I mean, may, may, yeah. And, and maybe, you know, so, so that might be one of those situations kind of what I was just talking about is, 
you know, with a walk-on guy or something. I don't know. I mean, I'm just, I'm just kind of throwing it out there because it, it kind of jumped out to me. And uh, again, it could be just, um, you know, it could just been the way he said it. But um, so just, so I, I would just keep our eyes open for that. You know, just I mean, there might be a, you know, another, um, you know, a quality walk-on type guy coming in that um, they can join that competition. So, uh, but if not, I think Mahotra is um, certainly has the look of a guy that's going to be, a, you know, a, a, a really good player in the future. Agreed with you there. Um, a couple more offensive linemen, um, Brett Johnson out of Maplesville, Alabama, and Keegan Vaughn um, out of Independence Community College. Um, Vaughn was 6'6", 300, uh, Johnson 6'4", 277. Um, just really just more depth, um, you know, for the offensive line. And that's what we talked about earlier, but it's great to get some, some more guys in there and just – Build that competition, get it going, and help you know the guys that are there improve and help these guys get ready for when they when the other guys decide to move on. So just great ads uh, by Coach Clark on getting these two off- uh, these other offensive linemen for sure. Um, now on defensive line, added a uh, Devin uh, Menegalt, um out of uh, St. Paul's in Mobile, Alabama, um, a three star, two four seven. Uh, chose you know UAB over uh, Akron, Memphis, and Austin P. Um, just he's six three two eighty two. Great, great ad for the defensive line. You know you can't have too uh, you can't have uh, too many defensive linemen, for, especially on Coach Clark's defense. So good, good to add him uh, to the mix. Uh, linebacker on defense, uh, Charles Daniels out of uh, Plano, Texas. So Coach Clark was able to go into Texas and get a couple guys um, out of John Paul High School. A three star um, played there. He actually played some safety too um, and linebacker in high school. But he he did choose UAB over FIU and a couple other schools. Um, UAB was able to get probably one of the best uh, long snappers in the country, uh, Xander Eccles, um, out of Chelsea, so nearby um, local product. Um, He was rated a five-star prospect by Rubio Long Snapping, of course, since he's one of the best long snappers in the country um, coming up. And, I mean, you know, definitely UAB needs a good long snapper. since we just lost uh, probably, you know, one of the best ones that we've had in school history. So uh, definitely great to add him. Um, He comes in at six foot, uh, 195 pounds. Um, And the last but not least, uh, Jamerson, uh, Kibo, Kibo, I'm sorry, Kibo or Kibo Jamerson? Kibo, Kibo, yeah. Yes, Mm -hmm. Kibo Jamerson, uh, 61205 was the other guy out of Longview, Texas. So the second guy uh, Coach Clark was able to get out of Texas, a three-star product. I believe, uh, yeah, and he was the nominee for the 2020 Whataburger Texas Super Team. So great, you know, great ad for UAB, and he chose UAB over um, Conference USA rival UTSA. So um, and and among a bunch of other schools that uh, he chose um, over um, to pick UAB. But just great to go in there and get a guy that <laughs> UTSA was trying to get. Yeah, when I think I I I really like both of those uh, uh, Texas guys. I mean, I think you know, watch the tape on both of those, and I think they're just guys that you know run around and make plays, and and you know they both got you know not 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 real big guys right now as far as for linebackers. I mean, they're they you know they're six two two oh five six one two oh five, so not small, but you know. I think those are kind of guys. Those are the kind of guys that are perfect for this. Uh, for you know, for what Coach Clark and Coach Reeves like to do defensively, and you know, I think those guys both have a chance to be special players. You know, eventually at, at UAB, and and you know, maybe even uh, have a chance to to get in the mix a little bit. Uh, 
you know, this year, you know, it might, might be more of a special teams type thing without, you know, as long as there's not injuries, but maybe they'll, maybe they'll find a way to get in the mix. And, and so, um, you know, I like the fact that both of them will, you know, be there for a year with, with Chris Mole there and kind of, you know, learning from him and watching him and, and, right. you know, I think that's going to help them a lot. So, uh, those guys, um, those are, those are exciting guys. Now, before we move on, Steve, I feel like we have to address this. You know, there's been some talk on social media that why is UAB having the eighth ranked uh, 2021 class in Conference USA? And why are they ranked 106, 115th or 116th nationally? Let's just go ahead and talk about it. Um, you just I guess you, people just need to be careful looking at these rankings and just, yeah, you, you know, it's easy for, it's especially easy for us fans to rely on, you know, whether it be two, four, seven rivals, whatever, to look at those stars, look at those points and ratings and everything, and just kind of cloud our mind and just think that that's all that really matters. But I'll, I'll let you talk about it, Steve, but basically, you know, we've got to just, you know, coach Clark knows what he's doing. He, he knows yeah, the and- guys that he's recruiting. Right, and I think that's what it comes down to. I, you know, I, I have, I have a lot of respect for, you know, the the draft or the draft with the, uh, with the the recruiting uh, analyst. I mean, I, you know, I, I think they put, you know, a lot of work. I know they put a lot of work into it, and they, you know, they talk to a lot of people, they watch a lot of film, they, um, you know, I, I, I think they do it, you know, and I enjoy what they do. I mean, I enjoy, I enjoy looking at, it. I enjoy looking at, at, you know. I don't really enjoy looking at the ratings because, you know, that's really not that important to me. But, um, you know, with that being said, I I, I think that there's not a recruiting guy in this country that can tell Bill Clark what Bill Clark needs or or any other coach. I mean, I mean, it it doesn't matter. You know, if 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 Bill Clark is secure with what they've got, uh, you know, at, at UAB, then then. That's fine. I mean, right. that's fine. Um, does he miss? You know, does, does him? Does him and all coaches and all staffs miss on some people? You're darn right, they do. I mean, uh, but so do the analysts. I mean, so I'm just never been one to really put a whole lot of stock into um, those rankings, especially at this level. I mean, it's a little different at the uh, you know SEC level and that type of thing. You know, I mean, if you if if you have SEC um, you know, well, first off, you're playing against SEC competition, and then if you have SEC facilities and just you know, kind of everything that you have, and you're you know, 75th in the country, well, you're in trouble. You know, I mean, yeah, you know, you are because it it is about you know having the better players. But um, I just not one to really um, worry about what what you know how they're how they're ranked. I mean, I just not. I mean, um, you know, for 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 one thing, this year especially. Because you can't, um, you know, because they're not going to factor in the guys that stayed. No, you know, they're not going. They're going. So, they're, so they're factoring the ones you br- you brought in, you know. And if you factor in um, a signing class per se that includes two all conference offensive tackles and Colby Ragland and Sidney Wells, even though Ragland's you know moved to guard, but but, you know, basically you got it for being a tackle, right. uh, you know, in, includes Chris Mole, you know, in, in, includes um, Tony Fair, 
and you know, I mean, if you include all that, that makes it a pretty darn good class now. I mean, you know, so so this year's rankings to me are, are even even less important than any other any other year. And I'm just not like I say, I'm just never am a, am a huge fan of um, or huge. I don't worry too much about the, what the ranking says. I, I'm glad that they have rankings. I'm glad they have that service. I think it interests people. I think it's um, I think it's great for the kids. I think it's it's great for the fans. But ultimately, you know what what the coaching staff, you know what Bill Clark and the coaching staff feel they need is what they need. You know, I mean, and so you just you got to go with that. And you know, I mean, he's never. I you know I I, I don't have it in front of me because I don't care. But um, I don't think that any of his classes have been ranked in the top three of the conference. Maybe there was a year. I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, and they've, you know, they've won two of the past three championships. Exactly. So something's happening right. You know, I mean, something's, something's happening right there. So um, you just go with that. And again, I, I don't say this as any disrespect to the, the recruiting people, because I, I, I do think that they, I do enjoy that the fact that they do that. And I do think they work their tail off. I mean, there's no doubt they do, but, um, I think the coaching staff works harder at recruiting than, than they, than they do, you know, so, yeah. and, and, and they know what they need and they know wh- where they're at. And, um, you know, and, and so, so we'll go from there. So I, I you know, I don't, you know, I guess I say all that to say, I don't, you know, don't worry about what the rankings say, worry about what happens on the field. Exactly. And we know what's happened on the field the last couple of years. So no need to worry, Blazer fans. Uh, you know, I couldn't have said it any better than Steve just said. Just don't don't really pay attention too much to those rankings because, um, you know, Coach Clark, the product on the field, has pretty much shown us that he knows what he's doing. So just keep it up. Keep it up. Before we move on to basketball, we do have some uh, football scheduling news. Um, UAB did just come out and announce that in 2024 – uh, we will be traveling up to Fayetteville, Arkansas, to take on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Um, if, um, you know, we did last play them in 2014 during Clark's first season. Um, hopefully, um, we'll look better this time going up to Fayetteville. But hopefully, we start to see some more um, more scheduling news in the future too. Um, right now, this is all we have. Um, I, you know, this year, uh, you know, we play Georgia is our Power Five. 22, we go to LSU as our Power Five opponent. Uh, 23 is Georgia again, and 24, um, we go to Arkansas. But, Steve, it would be nice if we can just get, you know, we talked a little bit before, but if we can just get a Power 5 to come to protective, that would be pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, that, that'd be nice. You know, and it's, you know, even with the new stadium, it's, it's probably going to take a two-for-one type situation yeah. uh, just because that's just the way it is in college football now. And I don't, I really don't believe that, you know, that's, Mark Ingram's recruiting philosophy. I mean, I think his recruiting philosophy is, is, um, you know, play those games on the road and get and your get, paycheck, get, get, get the paycheck, you know, and, um, is really not that interested in bringing, um, bringing a team here. I mean, I just think that, I mean, obviously, I mean, I, you know, don't, you know, you have to talk to him directly to get that, but I mean, that just from what's, and what's happened since he's been the AD is that's kind of been the, what he's done. I mean, I, hopefully, um, you know, I would like to see occasionally though, a, a team, you know, in Arkansas come, come to Birmingham. And, you know, I think with a new stadium, you probably could get him to do it. And, uh, yeah. 
Um, but as you know, as of now, I think that he's content with, uh, you know, getting a Liberty here or, or, you know, or getting a, you know, whoever, you know, getting a, a Mac team or, a, you know, right. Um, something Troy here or somebody, yeah. Troy, yeah. Or, so, you know, like, yeah, more regional than, than say Mac, you know, Troy and, and that's fine. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, I understand, but it would be nice to uh, occasionally, uh, you know, try to get a two for one with an Arkansas or Mississippi state or, you know, whoever, I mean, somebody, you know, of that, um, of that nature and we'll see and, and you know, go moving forward. But, you know, I, I do think it's exciting um, to go to Arkansas and 24 and, and uh, you know, we'll see uh, what time of year it comes and yeah. just uh, kind of where the health of the team is and who's next and that kind of stuff. Cause that will determine just on how, uh, you know, on how they play the game. Right. Well, let's go ahead and move over to basketball. I know before we get into ba- uh, the basketball results, um, they actually just had a, a schedule change too. Um, UAB will be hosting Rust College on February 16th at 6 p.m. in Bartow Arena. So that was just added to the schedule. So again, February 16th, UAB will be taking on Rust College. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I almost wanted to make a joke on it, but I don't know. It just seems too it, it, It's hard to get too excited about that one. Uh, you know, I, you know hard, hard to get too excited. But good, good. I mean, it'd be a good, good, to good. Get, good game to get the rust off, right? Yeah, get somebody's rust off, I guess. I guess. I don't know. Yes, terrible, terrible. But let's go ahead and uh, talk about some basketball. So UAB um, was able to get the sweep over the Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders. Uh, they defeated the Blue Raiders in Murfreesboro Thursday night, seventy to fifty-nine, and then Sunday, sixty-three to fifty-two over the Blue Raiders in Bartow. So Steve, you know we had two double-digit wins. So pretty much. Nothing else to talk about, right? Just a perfect game on both occasions. Well, I, I think Trey Jemison, <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, hey, that, it doesn't matter, man. It wins a win. But I think Trey Jemison is what you talk about from the weekend. I mean, to me, yes. to me, he was uh, – um, it was good to see him kind of, you know, kind of take over a little bit in, 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 a, in a, game, a couple games that they were struggling, you know, and, and you've sort of been waiting for him to do something similar. And yes. – um so it was uh, it was kind of neat to see that, you know, see uh, Jemison. You know, I thought Kasim Nicholson was solid too. But, I mean, I just to, – to me, um, you know, you just – obviously both games had really similar scripts and, and were – They did. Yeah. Harder than, than, you know, certainly than – harder than you certainly expected them to be after you know, our <laughs> talk last week. But uh, Exactly. But but I think that, you know, what you what, – what I – took out of the weekend was was um you know how well trey jemison played and that was good to see yes man trey jemison played really well both games he had uh, 10 points on thursday night's game up in murfreesboro and then on sunday had 12 points um in bartow arena but yeah definitely i agree with trey jemison just it looked like he was playing more confident this series than he has just taking the ball to the to the you know straight to the rack really you know having a couple big dunks on sunday and just just seemed more comfortable, I, I guess, if that if that makes any sense. But just great for him and great for the team, you know, feeding him the ball, um, especially on Sunday where it just seems UAB couldn't knock down any outside shots. Um, and 
just, you know, great to see Jemison get more confident and have those points. Um, but we'll go ahead and look at Thursday's game right quick. Uh, UAB did <laughs> was actually losing in that game by as much as 10 points, but ended up pulling out the 11 point victory. Um, it was a tough night shooting. Uh, ended up shooting the ball 43.3%, um, which was a lot better than they were early on. Uh, three point was still a struggle. Five of 23 beyond the arc for just 21%. Uh, free throws, uh, they were going there 50%, seven of 14. Almost got out rebounded, but was able to uh, get a couple. Of, I think one series they had five offense, or it seemed like five offensive rebounds in a row. Um, it was they were able to get the rebound edge 39 to 36 over Middle Tennessee. Um, a lot of credit, Steve, I do give to Middle Tennessee. It's almost as if they listened to our podcast and where I said that this is a team that basically UAB was just going to just show up and dominate. Um, it was not the case. Middle Tennessee came in and it seemed that they shot, shot really lights out um, for the first half on both games for both Thursday and, and Sunday but ended up cooling off um, in the second half. But, yeah, I mean, it just goes to – and, you know, and you said this in our preview episode. You really just can't take a conference game lightly, especially on the road. Um, I don't care who it is. Um, If you're playing anybody on the road, especially in college basketball, you just can't take it for granted. And, you know, UAB was able to go to Murfreesboro and pull out the victory. And, Really, the turning point in that game uh, was late in the second. Well, it was about midway through the second half where Quan Jackson had a huge steal um, and Jalen Benjamin got the layup. I felt like that set the tone for the rest of the game. And UAB ended up going on a huge like 20 to 2 run. Um, oh, actually, it was bigger, larger, larger than that. But that really just set the tone for UAB, you know, and, and we, we've said this all along, Steve, you know, the defense really sets the tone for this UAB team. This isn't a great offensive team. This is the team that relies on a lot of turnovers and quick, um, you know, quick buckets in transition. So just definitely great for UAB to just get a win in Murfreesboro and you know, also again on Sunday, get the W. But for Thursday's game, um, the leading score was uh, Taven Lovin. He ended up having 23 points. So another great night for Taven Lovin. Um, and, you know, Jalen Benjamin was able to get 13. Uh, Tyreek Scott Grayson got 15 points. Um, so just great on the team on just, you know, finding a way to win on the road. Yeah. Now, now if they can find a way to stay healthy, that would be uh, nice too. Yeah. <laughs> which is the other big story out of the weekend and you know yep. is um yeah um that's let's that's that's worry that's worrisome yeah let's go ahead and talk about what happened sunday um unfortunately uab did have two injuries uh during that game sunday and barto uh tyreek scott grayson left um in the game we believe i think they did say afterward that it was a dislocated shoulder it looked ugly um you know just watching the game, you could tell he was in pain, and it really did look like a dislocated shoulder. And they took him back to the locker room, and they said they popped it back in, which I can't even imagine how that feels like. But they said Tyreek Scott Grayson came back and was wanting to get back on, back on the court. Um, but luckily, you know, the staff and Kennedy decided to just play it safe and um, hold him out for the rest of the game and throw some ice on the shoulder, which they ended up doing. Um, but I still don't know if he'll be able to play the, against UTEP this series. Um, we'll have to see, but the second injury that unfortunately UAB had was Jalen Benjamin uh, had a knee on knee um, 
I think they said it was a contusion. Uh, so it could have been a lot worse. You know, he was on the court for how it seemed like five, ten minutes, but it, I'm sure it was just a couple minutes. But he was in a lot of pain. But um, luckily, it's just a contusion. But it's just, I don't know, Steve, when we'll get both of these guys back. I hope we'll get them both back this weekend for the UTEP series, but I definitely need them back uh, for the next weekend series in Reston. Yeah, and I think, you know, I think they'll be uh, obviously cautious about bringing them back right now. And, and you know, hopefully uh, hopefully they will be back. But, you know, we, we don't know right now what's, uh, you know, what, what's going to happen. But, uh, you know, I think both kids are, are tough kids, though, you know. And, and um, you know, obviously Scott Grayson is if he's has a, you know, shoulder pop out and then wants to get back in the game. That, you know, that's a pretty tough kid. And right. so, you know, um, we'll see. But, I mean, I'm sure they'll be. Uh, very, very cautious and, uh, you know, make sure because it, it is kind of a, um, you know, look at the big picture instead of, you know, trying to get a, uh, you know, wins this weekend, you know, as you, as you said, I mean, and the big, you know, the big picture, obviously the big picture right now is getting game, wins this weekend, but, you know, they get huge series next week. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, it's, um, you know, you, you would like to say that, that, um, the numbers are such that um, they really don't need them, but they do, you know, because yeah. the numbers are, the numbers are not such are aren't such like that. So, uh, you know, but we'll see. I mean, you know, it, it'll it'll be uh, you know time will tell, and um, you know we'll see you know, we'll see when that when they tip it off. Yes. Now, for Sunday's game, um, UAB did lead by as much as eleven points, uh, which of course they won by eleven, but middle middle led the game for as many as nine points. Um, they had a nine-point lead on UAB. And really, you can attest that to, you know, number one, the injuries. But number two, UAB just didn't shoot the ball well at all Sunday. Um, they ended up uh, 20 of 52 for 38.5% shooting the ball. Um, luckily, middle ended up being just 36% from the um, from the field. But just a tough night or a tough afternoon for UAB shooting the ball. But luckily UAB was able to get to the free throw to the free throw line 21 times. And they made 18 of those 21 free throws. So for 85.7%. So, you know, coach Kennedy post game said, you know, Hey, when it's a game that you really can't, you aren't shooting the ball. Well, what do you do? You got to get, try to draw contact somehow and just try to get to the free throw line and hit your free throws, and that's exactly what UAB did in this game. Um, they ended up out-rebounding Middle Tennessee 40-33. to 33. Um, They out-rebounded Middle again in this game as they did Thursday night. But I really kind of attest that to UAB playing a lot of zone defense. They swapped between a 2-3 and a 1-3-1, but that 1-3-1 was killer for Middle. It forced Middle to take some you know, quick shots, and UAB was able to get the rebound. Um, and put Jemison in the, mid- in the middle of that defense. So just really good, really good defensive effort for UAB in this game. You know, again, you hold middle to just 52 points and just force them to take a lot of quick shots. Now, early on, they were making a lot of those shots, but um, over the stretch of the game, the, they ended up cooling off as they did Thursday night. So just good job overall for UAB. Um, now, you know, UAB – forced 11 turnovers on Sunday, but unfortunately UAB turned the ball over themselves 11, 11 times, which is very un- uncharacteristic of this team, at least, you know, so far for this season. But it's just it, overall, it's just great to get, you know, two wins, 
you know, you get the sweep over Middle Tennessee, but you get two double-digit wins. So were these two double-digit wins really pretty? No, but hey, they were wins. So and that and that's all that matters. UAB is now fourteen and two overall and seven and one in Conference USA. Still first place in the West. So we just got to keep things going as UTEP comes in this weekend to Bartow Arena. And Steve, before I get into the UTEP, do we need any need to add anything else for the middle series, or do you think we kind of hit? No, on no. I mean, I think you've hit on it. We've hit on everything good. I, I think the one thing though that um, you know you. you, you kind of talk about not being pretty. I mean, I think that um, when games, especially for the rest of the year, when games are pretty, UAB is going to be in trouble. Uh, yeah. I mean, because this is a team that, that um, and, you know, and Andy Kennedy's talked about it. I mean, when you, when you, when you talk about grinding your ways to win, you don't, you know, you don't grind. Grind is not pretty in, in most people's eyes. Um, you know, I think that they're just kind of have to grind their way and, and win a lot of, you know, non-pretty games, but it doesn't really matter, you know, pretty and ugly or, you know, it's hard to, to define them. I mean, to me, pretty is having more points than the other at the end of the game and <laughs> ugly is not having more points, you know. So, you know, they're going to have to just grind their way to, to, to wins, uh, you know, and, and they've done that. And I think that, that one thing that, that this weekend showed and really has showed all years, this is just a team, you know, of guys that um, and coaches that that just find ways to win, you know, and and it, it doesn't really matter how how they do it, you know, it doesn't matter to them how they do it. I mean, you know, obviously they would, you know, they would love to shoot the ball tremendous every night, and you know, but but you know, it's not going to happen. So right. you just um, you know, when it's pretty, I don't want to see the result because you know because that's just not the way they play. So um, let's let's just keep keep it ugly and win games. <laughs> right, just keep winning somehow. Now, those UTEP miners uh, come into Bartow Arena this weekend. Friday night's game will be at 6.30 p.m. Central Time, and it will be televised on ESPN+. And Saturday's game will also be on ESPN+. That will be a 4 p.m. Central Time tip-off in Bartow Arena. But as always, you can listen on 100.5 FM radio to hear David Crane and Murray Barta, who both do a fantastic job on the call um, on the radio if you can't make it out to Barto Arena. But UTEP comes in 8-8 eight and eight overall, 4-6 uh, and six in Conference USA play. They've only won twice on the road, Steve. They're 2-8 and eight overall away from El Paso, but one of those two wins did come over a uh, – Arizona State basketball team out of the Pac-12, um, but again, I'm I'm now I'm not going to say what I said for our middle preview. I respect UTEP so much, but I think UAB should be able to somehow get two victories uh, this weekend in Bartow. Yeah, and and I I, I kind of look at it a little differently. I you know I think I don't know. I, I think this is a pretty talented team. You know, I mean, I think you know Bryson Williams is really talented you know i mean i think he's as really as good as anybody in the conference um i i i, I think this will be a tough weekend i mean I, you know they they beat louisiana tech you know they split with louisiana tech now it was a home game but but you know still i mean you know home games right now are not what they used to be you know right. what they were you know um so i i don't know i think this is going to be a tough weekend um i uh you know, of course, this is a team that also lost by 30 at North Texas. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, uh, so, so I think they're certainly an up and down team, but, um, I, I expect two really, really tough games, you know, uh, personally and, and, you know, and maybe part of it is, um, seeing a lot of UAB UTEP games over the years at Bartow oh, Arena and the triple overtime game. Oh, seeing some classics, man. <laughs> I mean, seeing Randy Culpepper and, you know, go, go up against AJ and, you know, Cameron Moore's three to win that triple overtime and just, uh, just tremendous games, man. Every, every time they came, every time they came to Birmingham, it was just like a classic, you know? Yeah. And, and um, so, you know, part of me is kind of thinking, you know, thinking that, you know, and they're not certainly not the program they were at that point, but um, I just, you know, I just think you look at their roster and I think they're, they're, you know, they're better than their, than their record is. I mean, I think they've got some, some guys, you know, so, you know, we'll see. I mean, you know, um, just again, it's just finding a way to win and, you know, and we'll see what happens, but uh, I think it could be some, you know, a pair of enjoyable games. Yeah. Well, one of those guys you just mentioned earlier, Bryson Williams, you know, senior out of Fresno, California, 6'8", 228. I mean, he went off in that uh, Louisiana Tech game that they were able to beat Louisiana Tech. Uh, he was able to get was it 28 points in that win where they beat uh, Louisiana Tech 82 to 74. So definitely one of the guys to watch for UTEP. You know, they're coming off of a win over UTSA. Um, but they also lost at UTSA too. So I, I really just think this team's really inconsistent. Like you know, you just mentioned they yeah. lost by thirty at North Texas, which is a good. That's a good uh, Conference USA team. Don't get me wrong, but losing by thirty um, to a Conference USA team. Well, not, not only so, lo- not only lose by thirty, they only scored thirty three points in that game. You know, so, I mean, yeah. it was sixty three thirty three was the final that ugly thing. So uh, um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I do think they're capable. I mean, I, yeah. you know, um, I mean, I don't think that's their that's who they are. That game, you know, and you know, and they, they had eleven field goals that night. You know, I mean, that's ter- that's terrible. That is terrible. You know. and, and speaking of that, though, I, you know, when you look at their conference USA rankings, um, they're ranked twelfth out of fourteen teams for their field goal percentage, just shooting a uh, forty-two point eight percent. So, I mean, they average uh, seventy-two point three game points per game, but just you know, they you know, we said the same thing about Middle though. We said Middle wasn't a good shooting team, and then they come out shooting lights out um, against us, but. I mean, this should be a team that UAB should do well, at least on the defensive side, you know, guarding um, them shooting the three-point and the field, just field goals in general. Yeah, so. I mean, yeah. So, so what you know, it just depends who shows up for them. And, and, yep. uh, but I do think they're capable, uh, a very capable team. And, and um, so, I, like I said, I, I, you know, I look, I look to see two close games. I mean, I really do. And, uh you know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe I'll be dead wrong. I don't know, <laughs> um, but we'll see. Yeah. Another guy to watch for the minors though, is a uh, Suli uh, boom. Uh, he's a guard. He's averaging 17.8 game, uh, 17.8 points per game. Um, so definitely have to respect him. And also, you know, you know, everybody knows, you know, Milo's hamburgers. You know, they have this sauce called the Boom Boom Sauce. Oh, that's one of my favorite sauces. So I'll definitely put respect on his name since his yeah. last name is Boom. And by the way, Milo's is not a sponsor, but I do like their Boom Boom Sauce. Oh, it's good sauce. Yeah, it's good stuff. There's, 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 no, there's no doubt about that. No doubt had, about that. Had to throw that in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, you know, UTEP's got a um, 
got talent on there. They're just very inconsistent, um, at least what they've shown so far in this season at eight and eight overall and four and six in conference play. But we'll see what happens. You know, we'll be back next week um, to recap what happens in the UTEP series. Um, but as we mentioned in previous episodes, it is very important for these home game series to try and get a sweep. You know, if you can sweep your home game series and, you know, you'd love to get a sweep on the road, too. But if you can at least split the road series, but just take care of your home games, then you'll be good come conference tournament time. You'll get a high seed and just, you know, hopefully get a first round by and just get ready to put yourself in, you know, the quarterfinals, and then you just win two more games, semifinals and the championship game, and then you're in the NCAA tournament. So um, just hopefully the Blazers are able to take care of business this weekend, and it'll be interesting to see if either Jalen Benjamin or Tariq Scott Grayson, if either one of them play or if they both play or if they don't play, just, you know, see what happens. But regardless, you know, they've had a, a week of practice leading up, so I'm sure Andy Kennedy will have the team ready to – take on these UTEP minors. But again, it's Friday night. Uh, they'll, both games are on ESPN+, Plus, but we hope that you can make it out to Bartow Arena. Um, or if not, if you listen to uh, Jocks 2 to listen to David Crane and Marie Bartow, again, Friday night at 6.30 and Saturday afternoon at 4 o'clock as UAB takes on the UTEP minors. Now, guys, we've got some baseball news as the UAB baseball team has just announced their 2021 baseball schedule. Now, as always, you know, they are going to be able to play Alabama and Auburn at home, and they'll play Alabama and Auburn on the road. But they've got some series against um, out of conference against Valparaiso, uh, Alabama A&M, Kennesaw State. Uh, they go to Statesboro, Georgia, to take on Georgia Southern. Uh, just a really good schedule. It looks like for Conference USA – now, correct me if I'm wrong, Steve, but it looks like the format that they're doing – is they're going to do a four-game, like, weekend series. What they're going to do is they're going to play, like, a Thursday night – or they're going to play a Friday night game. Then they'll do a doubleheader on Saturdays and then have a one game on Sunday. So it's a, a little different uh, conference schedule for Conference USA this year. But I, I imagine they're doing this just to try to get in as many games as possible. You better have some pitching. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. you better you better have uh you gonna have to dig deep in those staffs man uh, i Ooh. mean it's uh you know and I, I understand what they're doing and i and, and that's fine um you know i mean i think it's you know you've got to be proactive and you've got to you know figure out ways to get this thing done but uh right boy you better have you know you, you're gonna be throwing a lot of a lot of arms out there and so uh you're just gonna um Gonna be interesting to see, uh, you know, how what that does for uh, stats and hitting, and you know, I mean, you, you're gonna have a lot of Sunday-like uh, games, you know. You know, you're always, you know, you're always used to that kind of, uh, you know, throw the number one guys out there on Friday and get a well-pitched game, and Saturday do the same thing, and Sunday you throw staff, and so there's gonna be a lot of throw staff games, I think, uh, um, you know, and especially in that. Even even with the you know the shorter you know because I'm sure the double headers will be seven inning mm -hmm. uh, double headers on and you know the middle day but um, I don't know it'll be it'll be interesting to see and um, you know it'd be interesting to see you know what uh, the coaches think about it I mean I, you know I you know, like Perry Roth and that's what I'm I'm excited about is you know seeing Perry Roth get a chance to be you know 
be, be the manager and, you know, um, just, uh, it's, it's really excited for him and, um, really happy for him because he's such a quality person. He's meant so much to that program and meant so much to coach Shoup. And, you know, we're, obviously we're going to miss coach Shoup. He's, he's talking about a quality person. Right. Um, uh, but you know, it'd be it's just neat to see uh, Perry Roth get this opportunity. Yes, and you know, I still don't know for sure. Um, when I last glance before we recorded, the schedule um, for the home games didn't normally say what they you know they've said in the past, like whether it's going if the if the game's going to be played at Regents Field or at Young Memorial. Um, so that'll be something that we'll have to pay attention to later on as. If if they're going to play some games at Regents Field, or if they're not going to be able to due to the COVID situation, if they'll have to play them all at Young Memorial, um, we'll have to see. But regardless, UAB does get to have 32 home games this season. Um, they're going to have four Conference USA weekends and 16 non-conference matchups. Um, just to note, um, UAB is going to host Alabama on March the second and Auburn on March the ninth, and UAB gets to travel to Auburn. Well, to Mississippi State, April the 20th, to Auburn, May the 4th, and at Alabama, May the 11th. Um, and I am looking at that, Steve, that you mentioned earlier. Yes, yeah, so the doubleheaders are going to be uh, two seven-inning games. So, yeah, that was okay. confirmed. Okay. So, yeah. we definitely, you know, hope UAB, um, we wish, uh, you know, Perry Roth um, well and hope that we have a good, you know, first season under Perry Roth. And also, you know, you tweeted out earlier It'll be interesting to see you know, Thomas Johnston playing a little baseball with UAB. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be neat to see. You know, he, he decided that, you know, during the season, during the football season, that, um, you know, he wanted to do, uh, give baseball his chance and um, actually had, um, you know, spent most of the fall working on baseball and, you know, not playing football just because he wanted to give himself the, you know, the best chance he could. And from what I understand, you know, I, I wasn't around, you know, down there to see it but i understand he was a pretty good high school baseball player that was there was some talk of him maybe being even drafted um you know out of high school but you know obviously nobody did because he was you know they knew he was going to play football but right. you know if he if he would have been you know if you know if he would have if they thought they had an opportunity for him to uh, you know to sign him they he probably would have been drafted at some point so um you know it's been a while since he's played and, and um, you know i think that's why he he decided to, uh, you know, devote his time this fall to, to it, you know, just to working, you know, working on, on that. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. Don't know what position. I think he played some catcher in high school and um, as well as some position stuff too, I think. And so it'd be interesting. I, you know, I don't even know where, where, where he's playing, you know, where exactly they, they plan on playing him, but um, such a great dude. And, you know, it'd be really nice to see him have success, um, you know, on the baseball field. Yes, and, you know, opening weekend starts February 19th, uh, that Friday. They'll play Friday, Saturday, and Sunday as they, they'll take on uh, Valpo, Valparaiso. Um, so whether that be at Young Memorial or Regions, uh, hopefully, you know, be able to make it out there and help cheer on the Blazers as they kick off the Perry Roth era at UAB Baseball. But especially, you know, kudos to Steve for coming on and doing this episode, um, you know, as I said earlier in the episode, we definitely want to just send all our positive energy and positive vibes to the Irvine household. Blazers are able to get two victories over the UTEP Miners, and we'll have you know another great episode for you guys. But just as always, I'll make sure you're following us on Twitter at twitter.com slash blazerpod. 
and just help us spread the word and just, you know, tell friends and family members about our podcast and just help us spread the word and get it out there. But on that note, guys, uh, you guys, please be safe out there and we'll see you guys next week. Go Blazers.